opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Doing Braille Digitally for December 3rd, 2022. And I want to thank Herbie for connecting and streaming us. I want to thank Chanel for being here because she might help me answer some questions. <laughs> I want to thank everybody else who's here that can answer questions that I can't. And I want to thank Andrea for moderating for us in Clubhouse and Belinda, or I should say Belle, for hosting here in Zoom. And uh, so today we're going to have a basic Q&A where if you have questions about Braille or your Braille display, or even have if you've never used one and you have questions about using one, we are here to answer those today. So um, also, if you do want to talk about your Braille display and what you like about it and what you don't, you can definitely write to me at doing Braille digitally. That's all one word, doing Braille digitally at gmail.com and we can talk about it. Uh, in two weeks, we will have Dan Tevel back with us. <clears throat> well, not back. We were supposed to have him two weeks ago, and he had a, uh, a family emergency come up for him. And um, so he could not do it, but he will be here in two weeks to talk about his mantis and his Q-Braille. And possibly, if possible, he will talk to us about Android and Braille. And if we can't, don't get to have him talk about that in two weeks, then he will come back to do that um, later on as well. So that being said, do we have any hands yet? If not, you guys can raise your hands um, and we can begin. So far, we do not. Now we do. <laughs> Chanel. Okay, yeah. Chanel. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that I am looking forward to getting a um, a Hable for Christmas, uh, the Hable one. So it's kind of Braille. I mean, it's not a Braille display directly, but it's a Bluetooth Braille keyboard display, whatever you want to call it. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to getting that. And uh, I will have to um, come mention what I think about it after I've played with it for a while. And was wondering, I guess, if anybody on here is enjoying using their Hable one or if anyone has one and likes using it. And do you just use it with the phone or do you use it with the phone and the computer? Or hmm. This is Andrea in Clubhouse and I have one. Okay. And I, I like it very much. Um, I know there's more. I've, I've been a little slow about learning to use it um, because of just things going on. But, um, and I know there's more I can do with it, but I like it very, very much. And they're, um, one of the things I like is that they're, um, they're available to help you. They're very responsive if you write to them with a problem or a question. The documentation is excellent. Hi, this is Diane. Um, can I go now? Only because I'm going to have to leave. So uh, okay. I have a Hable one also, and I really like it. Um, there are... It, I, I like using it on the internet. I use it with my phone and I like using it on the internet because um, you can go through things really fast and um, it has 
keyboard shortcuts that are that are really neat that you can do. Um, I, yeah, I just feel, and they are they're very responsive. If you have a question, they get right back to you, and uh, that is really good. Um, no waiting like two days or anything like that. And no, boom, right back to you. So it's just really good. So if you have any questions, I can try to answer them. You want to ask anything about it? Okay, well, here's my basic question. <laughs> I've heard of this Havel one, uh-huh. and um, there was even a bits presentation on it uh, maybe a couple months back. What exactly does all of what does it do? I know it's some kind of a keyboard, but I haven't been paying much attention to it. Now you mention it, Chanel. It makes me want to take notice. What what does it do? You move around the computer with it, um, and you it's it's like a keyboard. It's a keyboard. You you move around the computer with it. It and it has keyboard shortcuts that you can use that are really easy to learn. Um, Who's hang on, hang on just one second, uh, Diane. We're hearing a lot of tapping yeah. on your phone in Clubhouse. If you're not uh, speaking there, if you could mute. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get out of something I've gotten into, and I can't figure out how to get out of it. So, it, yeah, I um, I really don't know how to answer. It's just really neat. May I um, jump in and help out? Or try? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, please do. Yeah, I think so. I, from what I understand, is you can also type on it. So, oh, yes. I plan to use it for messages and it has some inbuilt Braille translation software already. So, I think you deal less with the back translation bugs and things that Mm. problems that you have in um, iOS. And, you know, Nikki, you brought up that problem, which I, you might want to bring up here today but i'm you know with the enter key not actually doing enter and i wonder if that will be a problem on the hable one because it transmits things differently and i I don't fully understand exactly but i know um you know and you can even use it with other computers or so i've heard not just the phone it has a perkins style keyboard yes it does yes and so like when you say there are keyboard shortcuts what what actually what kind of what do they do well, like, okay, for instance, um, let's say you want to select text and delete it. So one time I wanted to, I wrote, I, yeah, you can, Chanel, you, write, you can write, you know, text messages with it. Well, I had written it to the wrong person. So, and I, luckily I realized it before I sent it. Um, so there's a command for select all, you know, you you get it at the beginning of your text like you do on on your phone. And then I did select all, but there's a command. So it's like, it's two, three, five, six, and you hold it down. So you don't just press it, you hold it down and then it'll select all your text. And then back, you hit the backspace key, um, which is dot seven, I believe. And then it, boom, it's gone. So you don't have to fool with the rotor to do that. You can use that command and it ha- and see copies. Um, I think V paste, I don't remember that one, but um, so yeah, it just has different commands you can use. And yeah, you can write text, you, you can fill out forms on the internet or 
It's so just can really I cool. interject something real quick? Uh-huh. Okay. So basically, from what I understand from uh, all the presentations, so what the Hable one does is, first of all, it's not a Braille keyboard. So right. you're, <clears throat> excuse me, Braille keyboards, you have to go to voiceover accessibility and connect via that method. But this actually connects like a Bluetooth keyboard, and that's what makes it able to be a lot more versatile than, say, like the Orbit Rider is because it's a Bluetooth keyboard with Braille translation built into it rather than a Braille display type device that connects to your voiceover. That makes more sense. That's why you can type in Braille because it still has the Braille translation. And right. that's a great way to explain it. That's yeah, that's a great. Way and to- I think I've heard. I it looks like we have other hands, or maybe so I don't want to jump, leave other people out. But um, yeah. I've heard the biggest learning curve is that the the commands are a little bit different than like the commands that you would use on most Braille displays because it you know. But it's, I guess since it's not exactly a Braille keyboard, that right. kind of makes sense. So so yeah. really quickly, how much do these cost? Let me look. I want to say it was around four hundred dollars, but I can give three, you. I Mine was three forty nine. Oh, okay. I think I paid two ninety nine. And this is Andrea. The only thing I would add, unfortunately, it's very small, and unfortunately, I lost my first one. It may be in my house somewhere, but it disappeared about two months ago, and I was able to replace it. But just keep in mind, it's a very small device. So if you have it in a purse or something. Just be aware of it, that it's there, because I think what happened is mine may have fallen out of my purse and I didn't know it. On the website, it's $349. Yeah. So, wow. And another Uh, neat thing about it, I'll just say one more thing about it, is let's say you're out in public and you got to get on your phone and you you need to enter your password. Well, you can do that all with the Hable One without getting your phone out of your purse or, you know, or without other people hearing your your um password so you don't need to put on in in, any earbuds or you know headphones or anything like that you can do that without people hearing your passcode so that is really cool too cool okay Okay. so now let's move on to other hands that we may have uh belinda can you hear me okay um next up is dan okay go ahead uh can you guys can you guys hear me? Yep. So I I just got a brilliant. Oh, okay. Stop this voiceover. I just got a um, brilliant twenty, and I'm really liking it. The only issues I I'm I I have a background with the Hims products. I have a YouTube Mini, and I really like it. But I have really no need or desire to get a fancy android device because if i wanted to run android apps i'd run them on a phone and uh i thought about getting the newest uh braille sense 6 until i looked at the price even the 20 cell one is like over four thousand. and i thought do i really want something like that and the more i've learned about the brilliant and humanware's philosophy with that device it's a hybrid uh, display with some note-taking capabilities, I thought that would uh, really foot the bill. And since I already have a Mantis, uh, in some ways, the learning curve um, is, you know, similar. Um, 
The only issues I've run into are when I got it, it didn't have the latest software and I had to contact someone. Uh, it was at night, so I didn't know if I could reach humanware. And I said, why is this thing not talking? And he said, oh, you might have to update the software. And then I did and it worked. The other thing is the onboard uh, user guide isn't the latest guide. And I have been looking on the humanware website for the right document. And they have several documents. And if I do a search on things like set speech rate, I can't find the commands. So, I mean, it doesn't, the device doesn't come with any kind of quick start guide in Braille. It just comes with something in print and the accessories with the device. You know, I will say it's, I will say it's easy to set up like with a phone because it uses the latest HID protocol. I mean, you just do it through Bluetooth and it works. And it it works beautifully. In fact, I can unlock my phone from the um, from the Braille display, which was really kind of hard to do with older displays. And uh, I'm looking forward to using it with a phone. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I haven't gone looking. I mean, I know I, I do have a link uh, that Peter sent me uh, when I was mm-hmm. when the updates came out, so that I could share some of the mm-hmm. what's new videos, and I send that to you. But I don't. I haven't gone looking for the any updated user guides. Um, yeah, since the updates. Have, have, have you, Chanel? Do you know of? I have not. And I remember for this call once, I actually, because I, somebody asked about the rate and I found it or I'd found it before, but now I can't remember. So I'm, I'm happy to go re-looking for that because I know I, fi- or I figured Thanks. it out or found it somewhere yeah. on how to adjust the rate. I don't use the speech, but if you want. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> if you want, um, I can try to figure it out and tell you by the end of this call. <laughs> well, I, I use it now because... Um, that changing, you know, Braille codes is a little different uh, than on the HIMS products. And um, depending on what grade Braille you are in, the cord commands, you use space or don't use space. And I would say I haven't developed the muscle memory yet for everything. But what I do like is that there, there is a context menu. And I haven't seen that before on Braille displays with a Braille keyboard. And that's really handy. I use that all the time. Uh, you can just scroll through the list of things you want to do and just double tap on one with a cursor routing button. Um, I think they did a good job with the product. And I like the fact that you can configure the thumb keys. You know, I like to advance with my left thumb instead of going up. And that, for reading a book, that is really wonderful. And I always know I can change it if I need to. Yeah, that's a tip Lucy gave us on this first call yeah. that we had, uh, where if you reverse it, you can read faster sometimes. And yeah, uh, yeah, that's the first thing I always do. Yeah. Okay. One, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, one thing I did find, which I don't like, uh, if you open a contracted Braille file you created on another device, it's not smart enough to switch codes. It asks you what code you want to use, what table. And if you turn contracted Braille on 
which you can cycle between them, then the file will open no problem. But the first time I got a message, I saw a list of only one table, Afrikaans contracted Braille. I think that was the strangest thing I've ever seen. And I had to kind of experiment to get around that. Um, but I like, you know, you can use it with NLS. The documentation, using it with NLS in Bookshare isn't great. Like, really doesn't tell you how to do a new search. You have to know to go back a level with space E. But once you figure those things out, um, um, it's uh, pretty good. What, what's also weird is that if you read books in the Victor Reader app, it's hard to tell if the device unzips a book that you download. I did discover if you copy uh, a Braille book from a disk or SD card into the NLS folder on the device and open the Victor Reader, it might not speak the title of the book. It'll just say gobbledygook sometimes. So you're better off, you're better off just directly down, downloading the book. Um, and that's all, you know, I have to say about it. Okay. Yeah. That's what I usually do is download it. So, um, yeah. okay. So thank you very much, Dan. And wh who's our, yep. Who's our next hand? Next up is Roberta. All right. Go ahead, Roberta. Hi there. Hi. Um, I, I'm a little bit old fashioned. I use a Braille note PK and I, you know, the Braille note PK has not been supported for many, many years. And I am currently trying to cobble three Braille note PKs to keep one running decently. Um, does anybody know if there's anything coming down the pike that is a small, you know, smaller than the apex size of the PK, 18 or 20 Braille cells, Braille input, speech, and freestanding that doesn't require the use of our computer or to require it to be connected to anything else? I would say the Brilliant 20 fits the bill for that. Uh, you don't have fancy calendar or things like that, for, but for basic note-taking and reading documents and things, that will do, that would, it's, it is compact and small. Um, Who makes it? The humanware uh, makes that human as well. Yeah. yeah, unless you need to run Android apps and take pictures and stuff, I think you'd be. Oh, no, no, no. Well, no, you'd be, it's text you'd be, only, editing. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, an SD card or some or compact flash card of some kind, so I can connect it if I want. But I'm looking for <laughs> speech braille, braille. Well, you know, the braille. You braille. It, yeah, the brilliant has all of those things. Uh, do you need it to go on the internet, or you're you're saying you're just wanting it for for reading and writing very basic documents? Is kind of what that's, you want. That's right. It doesn't need to connect. Does it, do you want to be able to read books on it? Do you want to, um, you don't want to connect it to any other computers? Just, just, just have it as a standalone device, basically. Yep. Standalone. Hmm. Gosh, I wish, you know, the, you'd almost be, the Orbit Reader 
20 plus, it's going to be a little bit cheaper than a Braille Yent. The problem is, well, that also does have an automatic Braille translator. It's not, though, as I used to love my PK. I know what you mean. Actually, when you said <laughs> PK, I thought of the um, Vario Ultra, and I have one of those. And I, those are really, they're thinner even than the Braille Yent. And I want to, I don't know. I thought the company was maybe making one. Well, the original company went under bankruptcy and then they yeah. got taken over by Vizio or no, I can't, I, something. And I thought they were making one with a USB-C port or something, but oh my gosh, my Vario was almost like my PK. I loved it. Um, and I, I, but if I, I can't think of, I think Dan is right that either the Brilliant is a good bet or the orbit reader 20 plus but then that is going to be a bit more clunky a bit bulkier but it is cheaper um does, does the orbit reader 20 have speech oh no you said speech i do oh, apologize yeah. See, i'm catch. sorry that's yeah okay. that's the catch that's okay. been my catch yeah and i don't yeah like, i don't like the editor i i've been very disappointed with the orbit well, I've heard the 20 Reader Plus and the 4 is better. But yeah, you're, for speech, now I can't, I, I do, I've turned speech off on my Brilliant, so I can't say, I know it okay. will, the only place it does not work is when you're editing a BRF file. Um, but when really? you're, well, in the Braille editor. Oh. But if fun. you're going to write a text file in the regular <laughs> editor, and you can still write a text file in Braille because it'll just be translated. You know, that's uh-huh. fine. Mm-hmm. But the only place you're not going to have speech is in the BRF editor. Okay. So the Brailleian is made as that's a humanware product. It is. And okay. it's going to run you, you know, like, oh, I forgot, $2,900. Oh, no, it's less. No, it's a lot less okay. than the 20 is. Um, no, what? I looked it up a couple weeks ago. Really? It Are was 2600 2600 Okay. Yeah. I mean, the forty is very expensive. It's over three thousand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Thanks for the thanks for the tip. I appreciate it. Good there luck with the, that. Yeah, there is the Octolino from Help Tech, but I really don't know a lot about it. It has uh, sixteen cells, and um, uh, it has some unique things, but I don't think there's enough of a user base to really get help. I would. I would. I would not go that route. It's probably better to stick with a more well-known yeah. product. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, okay, really, great the- people. Okay, thank you. So, all right. So, let who's next, uh, Bell? We want to check in with Clubhouse. And stuff uh, yeah, why don't we yeah. check in with Clubhouse? We have no raised hands in Clubhouse at the moment. All okay. Right. So next up here in Zoom is area code three one zero, ending in five seven one. Hi, and can you tell us your name, please? Yes, this is Sunshine. Um, I have a question about the NLS e-reader. I've this is the first one I've had. I don't have any other, you know, experience with any others. But one of the settings in the in the user settings is you can either put, keep it on or off. It's called Braille Reflow, and I don't know. I've tried it both ways it doesn't seem when i'm reading a book it doesn't really seem like it makes a difference whether it's on or off so what what does braille reflow do 
Okay, we actually talked about this a few weeks ago. We had somebody on our call that talked all about it, um, and too bad she's not here. Uh, <laughs> as I understand it, um, it's supposed to, if you're using a Braille display that has like 20 cells or less, it's supposed uh -huh. to make it more, um, put, not separate words, you know, or letters and words or you know, separate well, things as much when you go down to the next, you know. Right. Well, that's what I thought in the beginning. But as I say, I've tried it on. And, and when I read the same line, either on or off, it it's the same. I just don't. I'm, I'm re I don't know if it's in like, t um, I'm reading mostly like magazine, cooking, ma like Martha Stewart living and magazines and, but. I, I don't know. I haven't really noticed a difference. And actually, I've even turned uh, word wrap off because I don't like it when they separate the word. There's only one letter left, and then it goes down to the next line. But I, I just, I don't know. I haven't really noticed any, any difference in the Braille reflow. So, so I think anyway, word wrap is it possible oh, to, that I could access go back and access that that um that chat like if it was a couple of weeks ago you said or are these since these have been streamed are they yeah they i mean i checked podcasted. the box for the podcast but i don't know you know how that works or when they get put up or what how that you know harvey are you okay. can you can you give us any um do you know anything about I would actually go to the ACB Media um, website, acbmedia.org, and search for uh, doing Braille digitally and see if any podcasts are up there. So okay. one other thing I do want to mention, guys, as well, and this is super important, that also, um, and I think this event would was one of those, um, since we broadcast in Clubhouse, most of our the, the events have oh, the replay yes. option. I forgot about that. Yes, it's a very uh, underutilized uh, source. But um, if you go to the ACB Club on Clubhouse, you can access all the replays. And uh, if it, I'll have to look because if it's an event I streamed, I would also have my own personal archive as well. I don't remember if I did or not. So Yeah, I don't remember either. Before we go on, can I just make a brief comment about Reflow and uh Yeah, Braille if you have anything that you can add on that. Yeah, so I'll try. I think so Braille Reflow basically you might not notice it just reading a line or two and there it sounds like there are some publications where it doesn't make a difference, but basically it's designed to make it so that, you know, it clears up extra blank lines. Um, re, uh, and so instead of having to, you know, press your panning keys several times to, to move to the next, you know, line of text, you would only have to press it once. Um, it's basically designed to try to attempt to remove extra print spaces and line breaks from um, a document, whereas the other one, uh, word wrap, makes it so that you don't have, um, if word wrap is on, you will have all of it. So each, so words are on 
words are not split between lines. Some screen readers call that split between lines. So if it's um, on, you know, you will have, it may not be a full line of braille text because it's going to make it so that there's enough space to only accommodate, you know, this, uh, full words that it can accommodate. I'm not making very much sense, but right. I so typically, what? Do, what? What I'm gathering from you, it's it's better to keep word wrap off and on. and the braille reflow on. That- Actually, it's better to keep word wrap on because if it's off, um, that's where you will have like part of a oh. word on the next line. It, it's a okay, bit- so it's better to keep both of them on then. Both. Yeah, you may not right. notice much of a difference with reflow. And, you know, I think our presenter was definitely willing to help people if there was a specific book that it didn't seem to work very well in. Um, but you, she, her suggestions seemed to be to try it across a number of different books. And, you know, it, it might, some things it might work well in. That's the line thingy, the uh, reflow. But the word right, right. okay. Well, I'll try. I'll try to keep both of them on, and I'll hopefully I can access um, this other. You know, how long ago was it? You said like uh, three or four weeks ago. Yeah, or t- six weeks maybe. Six weeks. Yeah, six weeks. Okay, thank you so much. And and you know, from the, that call, you know, because I don't have the NLS e-reader yet, but what I did gather is that it works. You will notice it more in some. Um, books or publications than you will in others. So okay. that's that's something yeah, to that's think what I was thank trying you. to say. You answered my question more okay. than anybody else has ever done it. I mean, nobody oh, really knew what. Great. Okay, thank you. You're Bye. welcome. All right. So, do we have any hands in Clubhouse? Okay. Uh, okay, Bell. Do we have any more in Zoom? Yes, uh, Eva. Okay, hi, Eva. Well, hello. Um, I had a, two questions. Um, one is just about a 40 keyboard with a smaller display. I, I know there's the Mantis Q40, but is there one that's like maybe a Mantis Q20 or 18 or something like that? Or am I just wishing? <laughs> there is not a Q20 for the Mantis. Oh, okay. I'm not sure how small the Q Braille is or how big that one is. Uh, Dan would know because he has one. He'll be talking about it in two weeks. But uh, yeah, Dan, uh, how big is the Q Braille? Q Braille is, is 40. There's only one. Okay. Yeah. Just okay. 40. I thought back in okay. the day there used to be more their QWERTY type Braille display, key, whatever. But there doesn't seem to be now. Or maybe I'm thinking of something else. I uh, you know. might have been thinking of like the PacMate QX that oh, had a okay, Braille okay. display that you could connect, but it had a, a QWERTY keyboard on it, some stuff like that. Yeah. Know. Okay. Okay. And my other question real quick is kind of, it's about the jotted dot. Is there, is it true that it's coming back or is that just a rumor? I had not heard what of the jotty dot. <laughs> jot, jot a dot. Yeah. It's jot that, a dot. Hmm. It's, um, it's pretty low tech, but you put the paper in like a Perkins uh, and it's really small. Uh, and it has a Braille uh, keyboard. Huh. Uh, well, um, Elizabeth or Dorlin, who do doing uh, a Braille together, have either of you heard of this? Jotty Dot? I know you guys were here at the beginning, I hope. Uh, you know, I'm here. Hey, it's Dorlin. I have not heard of this Jotty Dot, um, although I had heard in the past of like a manual 
um, thing, almost like it had the Perkins keyboard, but it was smaller. So you could connect it to a piece of paper, almost like you would a slate and stylus. And it was something that the RNIB manufactured, but doesn't anymore. But I don't know if that that was the jot a dot. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So not sure. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're very welcome. Okay, who's who's next, Bill? Up is Jewel. Hey, Jewel. Hi. Um, so I have a comment and a question. Um, for the individual that was looking for the twenty cell Braille display, I definitely recommend the Brilliant. Everybody's been telling me that's the one to get. Um, when you want, you know, basically what you were looking for. Um, if you are in a state that um, provides the e-reader. Although that is eventually coming out to all. I know in Kentucky, it's no longer a pilot program. Anybody can have it, but now. Um, so they're working on that. The Humanware e-reader is very, very similar to the Brilliant and does everything but speech. But I heard from NLS, um, there was an NLS representative at our state convention who says they are working towards possibly putting speech on the e-reader as well. Um, so that the people who have the e-reader don't need a separate player for audiobooks. So look for that to come. Um, that is definitely an option they're considering because um, they've got the new Stratus coming out, which is the digital book player, um, which is very similar to the e-reader, except it's not a Braille display. And that one has speech. And they they decided to consider putting speech on the e-reader so you don't have to have both the Stratus and the e-reader. Um, so you know, which would save them money because, you know, why give somebody two devices if they can have just one and, you know, it already has the functioning for the speech. So that would be something to consider um, if your state already has that program or you can watch for your state to get that program. It is rolling out slowly. Um, So my question then is about the Brilliant 20 um, and it's about book rehab. I want to make a case for folk rehab to get a brilliant. Um, I'm going back to school and I have the e-reader, but the e-reader can be a little clunky at times with other devices. Like I have had trouble with, I type up to 80 words per minute and I'm almost at that point with my uh, braille as well. Uh, on the QWERTY keyboard, I'm 80 words. Um, so sometimes my, my uh, braille display and my phone can't keep up together because of the Bluetooth. Um, and plugging in through USB helps, but, you know, that can be a little awkward. Um, so I'm trying to make the case for the Brilliant. Um, do you have any tips for making a case for Brilliant to Vogue Rehab? Well, since I don't have an e-reader, it's hard to say. But one of the things that has really, really come in handy for me with the Brilliant uh, is that I can transfer my word files that, um, like, I, I, I have church bulletins that are word files. I have choir mm-hmm. lyrics <clears throat> that are word files. And there are things I have to read aloud. Mm-hmm. And so I can transfer them right to the Brilliant. They're auto-translated. Mm-hmm. I don't have to either translate them or I don't have to put them on a phone and have a Bluetooth connection fail on me when I'm trying to read something. Um, so, I mean, that is a big deal to me. Um, this is Herbie. Yeah, go ahead, Herbie. So the problem you're going to run into, I wouldn't, I don't know that I would use that as a justification for the brilliant, just because the nature of Bluetooth and the phone, I think you're going to run into the same problem, no matter 
the braille display, for instance, I used to, I, I tried the Orbit Rider and I was not impressed with the well, stiff keys and the delay with it and Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. And that's just a simple, basic. Well, the, but what I'm saying though, Herbie, is the justification is for any, um, for a standalone braille display, because if right. you rely on Bluetooth and a phone, well, yeah. um, it would actually be the justification will be for a standalone braille note taker versus a braille display. The e-reader is only a display. So with a note taker, I can make, put my notes on the display itself and not have to rely on the Bluetooth. That was the justification I'm trying to make. Brilliant is not a full fledged note taker. It is what is probably in in the class of what's called smart displays. Okay. So a full fledged note taker on your brilliant, you're not going to, you have a basic word processor, but really Mm -hmm. you can't do any fancy formatting in that. You can, Mm -hmm. um, but it would be. There's no spell check. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, You know, you can go on the internet on the brilliant, but only to download Mm -hmm. books from the certain sources Uh, that are already configured. So go to a browser or an email client or, but it does, you know, it does have really good connection to Mm -hmm. the Bluetooth at least. But yeah, I would just say, you know, if you want to be able to read, have access to, I, I, you just have to kind of just really know what you want. Have a look at other displays, make sure you can justify what specific features about the brilliant do you need in order to be most productive in your work? What features? Right. And see, here's the problem is that we don't know what your use case. I mean, I mean, I can guess what a college student might be using it for, but Mm -hmm. I don't know for sure. And I don't know what classes you have because, you know, different classes may have different needs. And so, you know, you're going to be, you're going to need to um, look at all the features and uh, prepare that based on what you need versus what the features are. So my case use basically is in very brief is being able to put notes directly into the display. So I don't have to have a separate device because I also have chronic pain carrying multiple devices. It's just going to add weight. And that hurts my shoulders and back really bad as more weight is added. I'm already going to have enough weight as it is. Um, So having one device that I can put notes directly onto and then transfer to my laptop later, you know, um, connect to my laptop and my smartphone for, you know, editing and all that later, um, you know, formatting and stuff, um, you know, because I have a laptop, but I, you know, if I don't have to carry the laptop to class, that's one less thing for me to, you know, to cause pain. Um, And so having something that I can edit directly onto would be really helpful um, for me. That's the case of use I'm trying to make is that, you know, it'll reduce the weight from my chronic pain while also allowing me to take notes and not have to record class. I hate recordings. Yeah. <laughs> I only well, and I think you, you would have to talk about that and just say that, you know, in your experience, the, mm-hmm. the rate at which you type is and tr- having that transfer to with the state of Braille mm-hmm. on iOS, um, because they might say, well, you can just use your phone and get a cheaper display mm-hmm. that doesn't have the note taker. But that's where your argument about your increased uh, typing speed and not being able to keep up right. would make sense. But again, yeah. the best advice when I had to make a case to state services way back when, you know, I looked at a few devices and I really knew what I wanted specifically mm-hmm. about the device that I wanted and I was able to make that case. So, right. That's, probably that's what the best I'm trying to do. do. 
I don't need all the fancy Android apps and all that. I have my smartphone. I have my iPhone. I don't need all that. Um, but I want to be able to work only on one device, not have to worry about Bluetooth and connectivity like that and um, still be able to take my notes. That's what I'm trying to do. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, do we have any more hands? Dorlin. Oh, go ahead, Dorlin. Hey, um, yeah, I guess, you know, I don't know if this is so much about displays as um, SD cards. Um, I have a Focus 40, and so it takes the little micro SD card, yes. as you know. <laughs> um, I want to order some more of them. Um, and there's just so many SD card options. I know you can't go, it has to be 32 GB or lower, yes. but then there's all these like ultra extreme, um, like parts of the SD card too. I think it has to do with the speed at which data gets transferred onto the SD card. But do you know if any of those things matter? Like, can I get one of those or will it blow up my device? <laughs> I have not even seen those. Um, ultra or extreme. I can tell you that um, for me, I like, I usually get the Kingston SD cards. Oh, uh, I've seen that brand. I've, I never thought to try them though. I'm glad you said that. Have you got, Chanel, have you seen that with like I ultra? Have, and I have. I just try to stick to the basic, you yeah, know, like the SanDisk. I don't think it would or, make any difference. Um, I know that some devices can only support SD cards up to a certain capacity. Um, yeah, so, the focus is 32 gigabytes. So Okay. So, yeah, I would just stick with somewhere in there. But as long as it's a reputable brand, I think you're good to go. Okay, that sounds good. It's just, yeah, that like that ultra and extreme, they seem to be popping up more often than just like the regular, you know, micro 32 yeah. GB. So that's why I, I wonder asking. if that's a gimmick. You know, I think it, it seems more like geared towards those people who are taking photos and are trying to get things to yeah. pop really fast with large data, larger data files, you know, but I don't okay. know. thank you, well, though. I appreciate that answer. You're welcome. Okay, anybody else? Not at the moment. Okay, anybody in Clubhouse? I don't know where Andrea got to, but... Okay, I'm here. So I'm sorry, I was muted. No, we have no raised hands in Clubhouse. Okay, all right. So now I do have a, something. Chanel reminded me of this, and I was talking to her about it, and it's driving me absolutely nuts. And it wouldn't, you know, in messages, it's a pain, but... it. It actually is even worse in another area. Um, so in iOS 16.1, it's uh, apparently a Braille display bug that when you press enter on your Braille display, it brings up this menu of cut and paste and all this, and you can't actually use enter. And um, I can't enter to send a text message. I have to go to the send button. I can't press enter to um, to put a new line in an email. I don't know how to put a new line in an email. And the other thing I don't know how to do, and I'm, I'm having real trouble with this, and nothing seems to work. And I wondered if anybody had any workarounds. When I do one of the, you know how you have um, a search, like um, I'm trying to think where you, you might find this. Um, it's I know I see it in my Sonus app, but a lot of times you have a search. And when you have your regular keyboard showing without your Braille display, there's a search button uh, at the very bottom and you can hit it. But if you're just using your Braille display, 
and the keyboard is hidden. Um, and that's another issue, which I can, you know, but sometimes when I press the SH cord to show it, it does not. But anyway, when your keyboard is hidden, um, it does not have any search button and you have to press the enter key to perform the search. And well, since the enter key isn't working, I'm having trouble performing searches sometimes. Shipped, I think, is a big one for this. Um, also, I have shipped and it does this. So you might find it in like Instacart or any app like that where you do a search for something. Um, YouTube might have it too, I think. But does anybody, I mean, how is everybody coping with this little bug that's going on? I can um, tell you the workaround for inserting a new line. Um that Scott Davert, he sent out a post about this a while ago, and I don't remember where, but you basically, you know, you're emulating the option key if you do, what is it, dot two and one. dot, or no, oh. dot one and dot seven, sorry. Yeah. Okay. And then you do, you know, dot eight and the, you know, you know, for return, and that will insert a manual line break, but I don't, yeah, the search, that's really frustrating. That's probably why most of the time, there's always seems to be a little Braille bug here and there. And so yeah, I always end up I resorting mean, to Braille screen input because I just, most of the time it's frustrating. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I'm stuff. like, I did a search like that and I, I'm like, okay, well, the only option I have here is to press enter. And so I pressed enter and I got the menu. App store. That's another big one where you're going to find it in the app store. Um so anybody else? Do we have any hands? Sorry about that. I was uh, muted. All right. You had Joel again. Okay. And no Joel. hands in Clubhouse. Okay. Hi. Um, yeah. So the workaround that I found, there's two that I found. And one is, in my mind, better than the other. She mentioned the, there's a command for entering a, a um, line break. Um, if you go into voiceover commands and then you go into your Braille device, um, so like mine's the NLSE e-reader, you go into the command settings, you can go in, you can set whatever, you can set the return to any command you want that isn't already taken. Hmm. Um, so like you could do... Um, like, you know, if you wanted to take one that's already taken, if you, there's a command you don't already use, um, like, for example, 147, I think that's one that's not used, uh, or 148. Sometimes those seven eights are not used very often. Um, or, you know, like if you want to do the full braille cell or something like that, you could change it to whatever you wanted in the commands in voiceover. Um, the other option is if you go in there and you set it to always show the keyboard at the bottom, then you just do your chord yeah. uh, four, five, six to get down to the return key and you hit that. And that's the same for the search button um, because when it's do doing a search right. thing, then you have that search button. Um, <clears throat> it's not as nice, I think, because, you know, if you're going to the bottom of the page and you've got the keyboard on the screen, you're going to then go into the bottom of the keyboard and that doesn't help. Um, but if, you know, if you're, you know, you're going into something like that and you want to always show the keyboard, so you don't have to worry about the, the command not working, then you could do it that way uh, in voiceover okay. settings and just say show keyboard and turn that on and it always show the on on screen keyboard. So that's okay. the only workarounds I've seen. And yeah, it's an annoying bug. Yeah, it really is. Okay. Well, thank you, Joel. Mm -hmm. 
Anybody else? Deb. Okay. Hi, Deb. Deb, you're still muted. There you go. Hello. Hi. I uh, have been a problem with my Focus 40 braille display since I got my new phone. I got an iPhone 11. And it connects, but it won't do like if you do a chord four or chord one to go forwards or backwards. And sometimes it'll go forward, but then it won't go backwards. So like if you're in a document and you want to move over so many letters and then delete or do whatever, it's not behaving properly. Is there some setting in my phone or I tried it just recently on the PC and it seems to not be doing it and I'm not sure where to begin. Okay, so like I know, so if you just want to move a few words over, I would think you would want to do, uh, now chord one and four go by line, which you can also do on the rocker buttons. And if you want to use um, previous and next words, I think that's two, dot two and dot five chords. Um, oh yeah, no, none of them I'm are sorry. None of them are working. Them? It, it, I can type letters, but I can't make it move. What's huh. your router set? What's your router set to when you're trying to write? I'm not sure. So that may be. I would check that out too. That, yeah. Uh, the commands change depending on what, uh, what your router setting is. So the correct router <clears throat> setting would be. Oh boy. I have to think about this. Uh, maybe words or characters. characters you don't want yeah, to, or words. You don't want. You don't want edits. Uh, that does. That converts your um, display in rockers and things to cut copy, and in that it works beautifully as far as selecting. Um, I like on the focus for cut, copy, and paste. It's really the way it's implemented is really intuitive. Yeah. Um, and then my other question is, is, I just got a new Orbit 20 plus and I haven't learned to use it well yet. Is, is that all I need? What as do you mean? As far as Braille display, will it do everything that I... It depends on what, you're, what you want right. to use it, it for. Right, what you want to do. Take notes and um, type. Input. I think so. And uh, read. Chanel, do you have any? Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, you'll be able to, it'll be a, a very basic, you know, you write document. Well, actually, I don't know if the Orbit Reader 20 plus, I think you can write text and BRF files, but yeah, you, you it's yeah. just a very basic, um, yeah, and you'll be able to put books on it to read. Um, and that's about it. I don't like the editor personally. It's one of the, many disappointments I have the way for one thing you can't confirm saving changes you edit something and it's changed well is that <laughs> different from the because that that was the way it was in the 20 but I know that there were a bunch of changes made in the 20 plus so I, I haven't know. seen the 20 plus but um yeah I haven't either I've I've been very disappointed yeah, they could have made some improvements in the, t but well, it's, but the orbit, you know, it works great for a lot. Of, it's for, for some people, it just depends if you really, yeah. you know, the braille, Holly was talking about it last week. This, the braille quality is absolutely amazing. And I like that. 
when the pins work. Right, right. You know, I've had a lot of unreliable pins. Yeah, um, but it also depends on someone's price range and, and what, you know. That's can true. Be, you know, so it's, it's yeah. you, there's just so many things to consider. And oh, I, I mean, as they say, you really want to get your hands on a display and feel it. I mean, I've never, yeah. really, I've never had that opportunity until I actually buy it. So fortunately I've been lucky, but if you can, you know, you really want to be able to go feel the display and, and, uh, and yeah, and I was fortunate. I was fortunate because I have a friend who lives about an hour away and she, her work got her a mantis. She got her own brilliant. She's had other displays because she works for, she does work for mystic access and does some of the tutorials. So they, Mm. they send her displays to work with for that. So, you know, and she's always willing to let me, she's, she's not stingy with letting me see her tech. And I was able to, you know, look at all of them and, and, and she even let me play with the brilliant and try and use it and turn it on and nice. just, you know, read through the user guide. And so, yeah, that it can be very helpful and you can do something yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I think you have to make an informed decision. Don't just go by what the dealers tell you, you know, yeah. talk to users. Um, Cause a dealer is going to tell you what they want you to hear. No, it's with anything. Uh, yeah, it is. But yeah. Okay, so let's see. We have about seven minutes. Seven minutes. Do we have any more hands? No, we do not currently. Okay, so I have a. I was presented with a question and an opportunity, and I want to pull everybody here to see if you would be interested in it at some point. I honestly am not sure that really would fit with this call, but um, it was presented to me by a. A community member who is very, uh, Kayla Allen mentioned it. She has a device called an e-brailler. And she gave me information about um, the company and the person who is involved in its manufacture, I guess. And um, never heard of it. It's, um, you can use it basically as a braille writer um, Mm -hmm. or, you know, digitally and keep things on it or a braille embosser as well. Uh, from what I could tell, is anybody here interested in such a thing? I, I personally, I, I am. Okay. Any? Um, okay. Thank you, yeah. Dan. So we have. If, if you raise your hand, if you're welcome. interested, and we'll. I guess I just do have a quick question. What since this is your call, ultimately in the direction you want to take it? Why do you feel it is not appropriate for? Uh, well, because first of all, I guess, I guess I, I, am trying to be cognizant of the fact that I looked at the price of the thing and it's very expensive. And the, one of the reasons I started this call was because we were starting to get the digital, the NLS devices. And I, I didn't want to alienate people, um, in the call who might, you know, not be able to afford and let alone, so not want to, you know, be hearing about devices that they, they just can't even have access to. Um, and I guess, six raised hands, so. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's, uh, let's take our raised hands very quickly here. No, I meant raised hands of interest. Oh, okay. So we do have six. Ra- okay. Well, if now we have seven. Si- <laughs> seven, okay. So um, thank you for counting those. 
Bell. So what I will do is I will contact this person since people are interested. Apparently, you can do a lot with this e-brailler device. I have not seen it. I just Googled it after she mentioned it, and she uses it. And you can save anything you've typed in Braille. So I will contact this person and um, see if they're interested in coming and talking about it at some point. Who uh, makes so, it? Uh, I don't remember who yeah, she said. Yeah, because there have been various it. incarnations of electronic Braille, like the Mount Batten. And I think Perkins has something called the Smart Brailler. And, I know and- the gentleman's name was... Uh, David and she just sent when she sent it to me, it said David E. Brailler, and I cannot remember. I googled that it. Pillar, was it Pillisher? David Pillisher? Uh, I don't think she gave me the oh, I know a product that could be. Uh, I can't remember the name, but I, I used to, he used to be a pop in my art dealer, and I had Poppenmeyer products and uh, he did develop it. He develops, developed something to be used at teaching Braille remotely. And that could be it. I don't know. Yeah. She just says David and an e-brailler. So. Uh, is this e dash brailler? E dash brailler. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll do a search and see what I can find. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let's see. Now that we have three minutes left, we're going to hand it over to Dorlin to give us all of our Braille announcements for the next um, two weeks. Thanks, Nikki. All right. So tonight at six p.m. Eastern time, we've got our weekend Braille together call, and we're doing holiday card designs. So we're going to make a Christmas tree and a Hanukkah menorah out of Braille characters. They're small enough, so if you want to do a slate and stylus, that'll work. Or bring your Perkins Brailler. Um, then let's see. Sunday and Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time, we have our Braille breakout rooms where we invite anyone who's working on something and needs help to come on in, and we have mentors helping with that. So if you fancy yourself on either side, come join us. Uh, Let's see. Then Thursdays, this upcoming Thursday at noon Eastern time, the I Love Braille call will be the I Have a Question session where you can ask any question, and it's kind of a a uh, peer-supported answer, and then the uh, facilitator will chime in as well. Then the following Thursday, the I Love Braille session will be a poll star. I'm not sure who's presenting yet. Then Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern time, there is the grade three Braille call, and there are apparently about 40 hours of YouTube videos up now if you need to get caught up. Um, that's grade three Braille on YouTube. The three is just the number three there. Then um, let's see, that brings us back to Saturday, uh, Saturday the 10th, next Saturday, no doing Braille digitally, but Weekend Braille together, we'll be talking about good reading habits and good reading techniques. Um, And then back to the uh, December 17th, Saturday, we'll be doing Braille digitally. And back to you, Nikki. Okay, thank you. And uh, that... uh... That one about good reading habits sounds really, really good. I'm going to have to make a big effort to be there for that. I'm hosting tonight, so I can't be there. Uh, So I'm hosting another call. But uh, yeah, that sounds really neat. So anyway, thank you all for coming. 
Uh, have a great weekend and see you in two weeks. And 